When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in episode 369 after the whistle presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. Sorry for keeping you waiting, Craig. How are you today? I've been looking at you on a zoom and you've been have your earphones out and I'm just staring at you the whole time you're making this phone call and I'm like, what is going on? What is happening? This has got to be something crazy. So just fired up. You, You said you wouldn't tell me until we're on the on the pod so okay it has, to do, with, it has to do with Corey perry so the other day the blackhawks placed Corey perry on unconditional waivers stating their intention to terminate his one year four million dollar contract two million of that is a bonus by the way okay the team said an internal investigation had determined perry engaged in conduct that is unacceptable and in violation of both the terms of his standard players contract and Blackhawks' internal policies intended to promote professional and safe work environments. So there's been a lot of speculation going on, and 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 it's incredible. When I when I got this call this morning, and someone was like, "Do you want to know what happened with the Corey Perry situation?" and I was like, uh, "Yeah, I do. Of course I do." Um, and then he told me, and it please go please just you. let me ask one question. Was this like a buddy from back home that was drinking? This is someone who works inside the NHL. Oh, okay. 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 Go continue. He told me that what happened was they were at a corporate event. There was obviously alcohol involved at the end of, at the end of the evening, Corey, went over to a female i don't the female was never mentioned the name or anyone that's that's something that i don't think mrs bernard no that's see see what you do there you're typical <laughs> so it wasn't mrs bernard it, it, it may have been i i don't yeah, know you don't I, even know okay. I, I don't even i'm just know. joking that's, anyway okay uh, yeah keep going I, I, but i assume it was a uh from from the wording and what this person told me that it was a female employee of the blackhawks Okay. And at the end of the night, he went over to her and I guess he grabbed her ass. Okay. Okay. She didn't. Now, what I was told was that she did not report it. Somebody else saw it and reported it. And because it was at a corporate event, that makes it a team issue. If it were outside at a bar somewhere and it was separate and that happened, 
I guess it comes down to her deciding if she wants to file a complaint about it or just kind of let it go. Right. Yeah. But because it was in a workplace environment Environment. and somebody had seen it and reported it, it had to be dealt with. And they, and the Chicago Blackhawks right now are under a zero tolerance. Understood. Trying to to build some uh, credibility, right? That is the, the extent of what. Okay. So why do I feel like, and this might be, this might sound. Then the follow-up to that you don't mind me just finishing that the follow-up to that is expect him to sign at edmonton really yeah oh come on and supposedly for like 750 because he gets to keep his two million dollar bonus so, so why got- okay okay there's there's two parts to this i'm trying to process this all um the first thing I, I'm going to say that comes to my mind, and this this might come off as um, uh, wrong to the people that are listening to this podcast, and I don't want to offend anybody, but I'm I'm uh, I'm happy, I'm 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 happy that the information that you're telling me that that you feel is very strong, very true. Okay, it all makes sense. I'm happy that it's only that i'm happy because there was we've been we've been in the speculation reading all the absolute bullshit on social media that Corey perry you know had sex with Connor bedard's mother on the mother's trip like all this like come on really yeah, yeah. and now all of a sudden if you're telling me that Corey perry and we don't know the extents of how innocent it was. And I, I'm not, listen, he is in the wrong. There is no question. You do not put your hands on anybody. Okay. But I will say that I'm happy to hear that it's not something more egregious um, that, listen, he made a poor, poor decision for himself and he's going to pay the consequences for it. Right. But I'm happy because everybody's talking about, you know, Corey Perry, his integrity and what did he do? And he's banging mothers. He's banging this and all this kind of stuff. Well, this is this is very, very different. That being said, he is not a Chicago Blackhawk anymore. And I, I was always trying to figure out this is this. This was my biggest thing, Petey. I was trying to figure out whatever he did, which I didn't know. And heard a lot of stuff. I was trying to figure out, will this end his career? Or I thought it would. But well, I thought it would because when you get terminated for something, you feel like it's it's like uh okay. Yeah, I thought I thought the way the wording was, I thought there were there gonna be legal ramifications, and I thought he was done. Well, here here's here's what kind of put my spidey senses on things will kind of be okay per se when i read an article that the nhl was not going to investigate it because there was no you know criminal sexual activity it was more of an internal investigation from the chicago blackhawks and basically them saying we are setting a standard here in our workplace that this is unacceptable and i i agree with chicago i think they did the right thing um, that being said, Corey Perry will play in the NHL again because this is like, I mean, he grabbed grabbed a girl's butt. I mean, he's he's not going to jail. Okay. Moving on. 
you had just mentioned to me two seconds ago, which I have not forgotten, that you're telling me that he's going to the Edmonton Oilers. Edmonton Oilers, probably for like seven fifty, because he doesn't. He's he was on a four million dollar contract, but he, uh, but he got two million dollar bonus guaranteed, and it may that would make sense. I think there's going to be a lot of teams right now. And in the, in, the, in the position that they are in, I think there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be asking questions about Corey Perry. I'm, I'm asking you, why do you think that Corey Perry is married to the Edmonton Oilers? Uh, the only place that'll take him probably. Really? Well, they took Kane and that was a risk and it's working. And a lot of people don't want to touch this stuff. Ken Holland took did, a chance. What, what are we? What are we? What are we talking about here? We just found out. Well, we, that, we didn't know. It may, it may not come out. Who knows? Who knows if if if? Who knows? It is going to come out. Okay. okay. All right. That's just the way this league works. It will come out, but it's going to blow over, and teams are going to do their due diligence, and they're also going to realize that. Listen, I mean, he didn't go and have. Uh, um, you know, sex with a mother on the team. This is, he, he, he grabbed, um, a female's behind and it's not appropriate and he's going to pay for it. But this is not, this is not the same where teams are, are going to be steering away from Corey Perry because he, no, I mean, this is, this is something where, um, there's a standard that's set in Chicago they want to move on from because it was inappropriate, but this is not going to end Corey Perry's career. There's going to be a lot of people, a lot of teams that are going to do their due diligence, find out that he maybe inappropriately grabbed a, uh, a female's butt. But this doesn't define Corey Perry. The guy's been in the league for 20 years. There's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be very interested in Corey Perry's services. So we'll leave that at that. And let's go grab our buddy, Derek. Roy. Hey, Andrew. You ever been in a car crash? I know you have because you're a terrible driver. But fortunately for me, I haven't. But I know who I'd call if it ever happened to me. Call our friends at Salino Law. 800-555-5555. For a car crash, call Salino. 800-555-5555. You looking for a nice little getaway? Seneca Allegheny Resort and Casino. Natural beauty meets true luxury. Surrounded by the lush hills of the rolling Allegheny Mountains, incredible views are second only to the outstanding accommodations and service. Enjoy the AAA Four Diamond Resort, complete with luxurious rooms and amenities, expansive dining options, and of course, world-class gaming nestled in the foothills, just a short drive from the quaint village of Ellicottville. Go to SenecaAlleghenyCasino.com for more details. Greg, what are we talking about today? Derek, you know what's a, hey, good Derek, morning. Derek, you know what's amazing? <laughs> when Thomas comes on, Craig sends a list of stuff he wants to talk to Thomas about. But then when you're on, he just he lets everybody hang. Uh, does it for Geo? Does it for uh, Jr? He just doesn't Here's do it thing. for you. What's what's your you problem, know, with me, Rivs? Petey, you you have to understand something, Derek. You're you're new to this situation. Um, 
you're going to go out throughout the, you know, the year watching all this hockey and Petey's going to tell you probably 10 times a day that you come on, how important he is to after the whistle podcast, that he is the producer. I am, I am the big whistle. That's he basically. is everything. Here's the thing. He does about as much work, uh, work as a kick in the ball sack. Okay. Yeah. Editing's a piece of cake. Yeah. Come on, press a button. And just set hey, the thing out. If you hear the at last 10 seconds of the show yesterday, this did you hear the thing? Did you listen to the clip I sent in the chat? Oh, yesterday? the one where he said he was a D-man. This is what Roy Z, <laughs> this is what I deal with. Ribs, Ribs yesterday says, just send the fucking thing out. You don't need to edit anything. It's fine. It's good. Here's the like, best part about on. it. This Stop is talking. This Stop is talking. No. Petey no. could have said in the it, show, he's not a D-man. He's a goalie, Ribs. And then I'd be like, oh, sorry about that. And then just kept yeah. going. But Petey <laughs> loves to sit there and write this down. And then all of a sudden, he takes five minutes out of his day to no. cut that clip and send, know, it to, uh, send it to Vanek. Go listen, li- listen, what, listen what Riff sounds like. No, Roisy, you don't Holy understand. jumping, man. You don't understand. I don't listen to what Craig says until I edit because I fucking was sleeping. That's why I didn't hear it. He was talking so long about something. And then all of a sudden he goes, Devin Levi's going to have a great career in this league. He's going to be a really good D-man. And I'm like, I didn't catch that until editing. Because that was like an eight-minute conversation. Because you, were you weren't with in yourself. the conversation. You were sleeping again, surfing you on your phone. Yes, you bored me to sleep. I feel like I'm the therapist here, and we got listen. Like a, a session. You have no. I have to start paying for this. I'm going to tell you right now. The worst part of the after the whistle podcast is the podcast. We should be doing the the before the podcast is unbelievable. Honestly. Petey says to me this morning, hey, let's get on at 8.30. We can kind of do a little work before uh, Derek Roy gets on. I've been sitting uh, here hey, first of all, for I would never over call you, an hour I would and never a half. Call you, I would never call you Derek Roy. Over, okay. <laughs> over an hour and a half, Roysey. You guys are unbelievable, man. Here we are. What are we talking about, Craig? Well, Patty Kane and uh, uh, Detroit. Is That's the thing. That? I, was so, I was fucking four days ago, Roysey. Why didn't you join us then? <laughs> what do you guys, think Craig? of that? I think it's great for Detroit. I think it's a good pickup. Um, you know, that's a younger, sort of older mixed kind of a team. And and uh, I think that's a good piece for them. Um, younger, you know, older mixed. They're they all old. some young guys. And they got some older guys. I said they have like four. I, I, they have four young guys. That's it. Mort Sider on defense. They've, they've mid, the Lucas Raymond guys. on def- like, on on the forward line. And veteran guys. I said yesterday. Yeah, they have a whole I mean, bunch of good, older they guys. Got a good mix. They, got a, good they have mix. a really good mix of of players. I think too. I think they're a good team. I think you're great. I, well, I mean, they got screwed. Was it last night? They got screwed yeah. in that game. Well, that was. They looked good behind. last night. That against from behind should be a five minute, and then they call the high the high stick for four minutes, and they reverse the call. <laughs> they score a goal and then like it just seemed like it was like did all you, going against them last night did you see lucas raymond grab that that's something you would have done you little shit grab that Wait. stick and smash his own face with it so it looks like he gets a then he gets a four minute minor then they call the penalty back yeah that's they tough, go in man. and they review it and they're like the penalties declined the player, the player lifted the other player's stick and idea. So can you do that? Can you review on any penalty or how? Like that hit from behind was a friggin' like hit from behind. Was bad. Yes, it, it was, was bad. He, he was like in no man's land. 
with uh, three seconds basically to think about what he's got to do and hit the guy, and he just buried him in the boards from behind. So it's kind of it's a no brainer. Like you don't finish those checks. You maybe rub them out, but you don't like hammer them through the boards. Yep. I like Detroit's team though. They lost last night, but I, I mean, and and Kane said yesterday uh, on on the interview. I don't know if it was at the intermissions or whenever it was, but I caught a clip of it where he said that he feels really good. And he said last year he was like peg leg. He couldn't really, he had no lateral movement because of his hip. And he said he thinks he's going to be better than he was last year and maybe even the year before that. A vast majority of his success has come from his agility. Would you not agree? His ability to move hands, side hands to side. and agility, yeah, hands and agility for sure. Yeah. I, I'm just speaking more so. Like he's never standpoint. been an elite skater, right? He's always not, been a very good skater. Not even his edges not, are incredible. Like his very, because the, the his edges are incredible because when he has the puck on his tape, he can play fast because he's so agile and his puck control is is probably one of the top five in the league right his ability to to do things at a quick pace make plays with the puck on a stick and his hands and feet are going at the same time he's kind of like a mcdavid you know how his hands and feet when he gets the puck he's like he's faster with the puck than without it that's right well let how, me, long, uh, how long is it going to take uh, patrick kane um to get into game shape you're you're about 22 20 games 22 games into the season for most teams um you know a lot of these guys are are in total game shape. They're still feeling pretty fresh. Obviously, some bumps and bruises, but still pretty fresh, fresh at this point. How long does it take a guy like Patrick Kane? Now, he's 35 years old, okay? He's not 25. He's 35. Put a lot of miles on this body. How long is it going to take him before he really gets back to, you know, the Patrick Kane that we remember? Well, it's yeah, a tough question. Depending on what he's been doing uh, in the, in his off season, um, cardio wise, cardio wise, uh, it'll take him. I don't, I don't think you can mimic a game, even if you're practicing or biking or running or whatever you're doing. You can't mimic what you're what you're going to do in a game, right? It's hard. Um, so, and that the way the game, how quick it is, and how fast your brain has to work um that's hard as well so i think you know once he comes in the lineup you know maybe he takes five games off here 10 games whatever and then gets back in the lineup he'll he'll still need five games really to get like you know maybe he's getting an assist here maybe a goal here but like he won't feel 100 percent until like maybe five game five where he's like okay now i can now i feel real comfortable it's if like you're patrick games. kane if you're patrick kane how do you want to be played right off the hop like how how would you what what would your thought be? Just power if you play, Royce. <laughs> Two minutes power play. That's it, Royce. Yeah, just get you. Just drop the puck <laughs> back to me and let me skate it in, set it up, make plays off the half wall, and uh, I'll skate off the ice after two minutes. See you later. Thanks. No, um, I don't know. I think uh, you know he, he'd want to be on the top line, uh, one of the one of the top two lines. Uh, I think that's where he belongs on a team. Um, you don't want to be on the third line or fourth line like that. That's useless. So he's got to be making plays and he's got to play with good players that think like him. So uh, somebody like Larkin that goes in the corner, like gets pucks Larkin, for him. Larkin to Brinkett, right? Play together right now. You think that uh, Patrick Kane's going to jump into that lineup right away? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, he needs guys that he can feed the puck to that can score and guys that, like I said, go in the corner, get pucks for him and um, give him time and space. Right. Sabres sent down Devin Levi. What are your thoughts on that? 
like I, I was, we were talking about last last podcast I was on. It's just it's just a recipe for disaster when you have three guys and rotating around in practice and not getting enough reps and sound like a broken record. But I, I don't think it works at three. It's a three's a crowd in the net. So um, do you know how many teams like, this year have three goaltenders on the roster? Because yes, I was I was sent this yesterday from someone on Twitter, which I appreciate because I basically have been saying. There's been no teams in the NHL that have three goaltenders on the roster, and I'm mistaken. Do you know how many teams have uh, three goaltenders? No. The Montreal Canadiens have three goaltenders currently on the roster right now. That's usually what happens when you don't know who's number one, right? Like, is Montebo number one? Is, you know, the bat, like, I don't even know who they really have over there. But in general, like, what, that's what happened here with three Buffalo. They, they didn't know, they didn't know who's their number one. Right. And number three is the Detroit Red Wings have Vili Huso, who is their number one, clear-cut number one. They have James Reimer, who is 35 years old. And they have Alex Lyon, the goaltender that did an incredible job backstopping the Florida Panthers the last 15 games uh, of the season to get him into the playoffs. He was completely on fire, Okay. You know, like that's three teams in the NHL. Well, once they bring Kane in play, they're gonna have to send a goalie down. Like that's the thing. Once once you get like you know, yes. trade for a player, make a move, do something, and then all of a sudden, like one goalie has to get sent down and then clear waivers, which they exactly. Don't and want. and when you and when you talk about Montreal Canadiens, they have Jake Allen, who's their clear cut number one. They have Samuel uh Montombo Mont- who yeah, right. And he's played very well. And then they have Caden Primo, who was, I think, a second round draft pick, who's 24 years old, who they do not want to lose. They don't want to lose him. So they can't send him down because he has to clear waivers. So they're stuck with having to keep him on the roster. Okay. Now, what you need to understand is in Montreal, they have David Savard on injury reserve. Kirby Dax on injury reserve. Jordan Harris is on injury reserve. Harbor Jekai is on injury reserve. Chris Weidman's on injury reserve. And so is Harvey Pennard Rafi or whatever is on injury reserve. Yeah. So they have a lot of guys that should be playing in their actual lineup that are on re- injury reserve. Therefore, they probably have more of an open spot as, as you know, to hold the goaltender, which they don't want to, they don't want to lose Caden Primo, just like Kevin Adams made the decision that he doesn't want to lose Uka Pekalukkanen. Because if you remember out of training camp, you had um, Comrie who played very, very well. Okay. Then you have Devin Levi, who is a staple and they did not want to lose Uka Pekalukkanen. Now, Hey, Good on them because he's been by far the best goaltender out of the three. So, you know, moving forward, now you have Devin Levi who's in the minors where he should be to play games and learn the pro game. And it doesn't, he, he, it's, it's about development with him. Since you're mentioning that someone corrected you on social media, 
uh, someone corrected us or didn't correct us, but pointed something out that the Sabres are four, one, and one when going 11 and seven. How about that stat? Maybe Great. they're onto or, something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, let me guess. Let me guess. Order the fucking rings. Is that what we're going to say? Order the say rings. It? I was just say about to say it. Say it. <laughs> I was just about to say it. Say it again. You, say it listen, again. You, you, How about you, you think, let Roisey fucking talk? You think that's the right move? 11 and 7? I, I don't think it's the right move. I just, the, like like I said, like, they remember they got that penalty because the, be, the bench is chaotic when we were talking about this last time. The bench gets chaotic when it's 11 and 7. You, you don't know who you're playing with. You're always, you're trying to run. It doesn't get chaotic. It doesn't get chaotic. You know why it doesn't get chaotic? Because you you run your first line, your second line, your third line, and then your fourth line needs a player, and that's Alex Tuck. He's been ridden like a horse. Yeah, but that's, then you can't. Play, that's a guy like Casey Middlestad. That's a guy like Dylan Cousins. They're but then you can't running. play him. Then you can't play him again. Then 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 he's got to wait a couple of shifts to play again. And then you no, doesn't. put him on. He the was court. on the ice constantly. Yeah, put him they on the ice, and then, and then and then all of a sudden swap in, uh, you know, Skinner, and then and then he's on the ice for two minutes straight. You got to he's got to take a shift off, at least a shift off, and then you got to play him. You know what I mean? Like it's just I, I don't think it works. It's 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 a rotation where he sits out one shift and he's back on. He was instead of being a four line rotation. Yeah, but then he plays thirty minutes a game. No, he was playing. Well, we talked about it in the one game. He played 25 minutes, but that was in yeah, overtime. Can you, can, you, can you play 25 hard minutes? It's impossible. No. Well, it's didn't, not. didn't Tortorella used to ride Stamkos, uh, uh, St. Louis, and Le Cavalier? Not Stamkos, Le Cavalier, St. Louis, and uh, who was Richards, the, maybe? Richards, Brad Richards. Richards, yeah. They they played like twenty six twenty seven minutes a night. Remember, it was the, they yes. were the only they were the only team in the league that played a line that much. Good pull, Petey. Yeah, Good memory know. there, because you ask yourself how long players can sustain playing that much. There's certain players that are built and that have Cup the capabilities that of playing twenty five minutes a night, and there's others that play twenty five minutes a night, but it's going to affect the next game and the next game because the recovery rate on those players are not the same, right? Yeah. So you have to kind of know the player. If Alex Tuck has the ability to play 22 to 25 minutes a night, but it's not going to affect him to play the next night, then so be it. Have yeah. at it. Get and your I'll, best players on the ice more. And also, yeah, he's not playing the dirty 25 minutes, right? He's not like hammering guys and get punched in the face after whistles and going in the corners and, you know, like it's there's a different 25 minutes that you that you play. He's the kind of guy that wants the puck, needs the puck, makes plays, uh, skates all around the ice. Uh, so uh, I think he, he's kind of a perfect guy. He to can play fly. Long, I feel like he yeah. can go forever. I feel like he could just I would I would I, I would love to know what he'd be like in a skate test or something. Remember that 15 lap skate test? I'd love to know what. Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, like? he has the oh, ability that, oh, to, oh, to, to fly. Um, where That's where you get death. fatigued in this game, where you get fatigued is when you're in the battle, when you're in the grind, when you're in the corners, pushing and shoving and, and working pucks and getting hit, taking hits, giving hits. That is where the fatigue factor comes in. That's why Connor McDavid can play 30 minutes a night because he doesn't really hit and he doesn't really stop. He's always moving. He's always gliding, right? So it's going from zero to a hundred with his speed and then slowing down to 50% and then going back up to 75, but he's never stopped. If you watch his game, yeah. he never stops. 
Yeah, edge control. Like he's got good edges. So he's turning and crossing over and then he's gone. You know what I mean? Like instead of like some guys will go into the house where the protected zone and, and the defensive zone stop, like the coaches want everyone to stop and then go from a stop to a sprint. He'll take it. He'll see the pucks coming up and he'll just loop, get a little bit of speed and then cross over and he's gone. I feel like no one really stops and starts anymore. Don't want to pull a groin anymore. Right? <laughs> we'd, we'd have we'd have practices where we had to like sprint back to the <laughs> to the house, stop, <laughs> and then go from there. Like remember that where you had to like if if we were like not you know not playing good defensively or whatever, we'd have to do like defensive practices, <laughs> and those were the worst. Here's the thing about eleven and seven though: you can't pick and choose where you do it because then you be, then your your lineups constantly just bouncing back and forth. And run your forwards like that? Well, as a D too, how how does that feel as a D if you're the seventh D man? You're probably not even seeing the ice. Depends on who you are. Yeah. If you're one but, and two, then there's not a problem because Owen Power and no, Bonnie but I'm saying if you're the seventh guy, twenty five plus minutes a night. So I'm saying if you're the seventh guy, what's you're probably sitting there like, what's the point of me? Well, go and look at the seventh guy, the, the seventh guy, the sixth guy, the fifth guy, and the fourth guy. Pretty much all played somewhat the same minutes. Like they were all relatively the same um but don't you so, want to have the same d partner which is okay times? because like the d that are in the lineup are solid defensemen like i mean they took yoki haru out in and healthy scratched them and it was like i don't know if he was the guy that you want to be healthy scratching because he's played solid but Ryan you know, Johnson is not point. the guy that i want only playing 753 i'm sorry that's not what i want yeah. This game against the Rangers, Eric Johnson played 11.53. I think he could play more. Yoki Haru, 18.13. And Yoki he's Haru been, played fantastic. He has been playing very well. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, Samuelson, 21.55. Owen yep. Power, 25.01. Yes. Darlene, 19.59. Ryan Johnson, 7.53. And Connor Clifton, 11.24. Like, I don't understand that. Can can I can I say that I'm okay with Ryan Johnson playing seven and a half minutes? And why? I can explain to you why before so you can understand what I'm thinking about. So in Minnesota, his first year he played 37 games. His second year he played 27. His third year in Minnesota, he played 39. And his fourth year he played um 40. He played in the minors or is that like injury? No, that's he, he was playing for the University of Minnesota. So he oh. played four years college. Okay. Did not play a game in the first in the four years. He has not played more than 40 games. He's played 20 games already. Okay. And we're a quarter of the way through the season. Do you not think it's okay to limit his ice time for a game here and there to almost recharge the battery so you're not fatiguing a guy that's not used to playing an 82 yeah, game but you're schedule not fully re- you're not fully removing him from the flow of a game but that's okay because gotcha. he needs to yep. understand the, no no the i'm, lead, I'm right? agreeing i'm agreeing yeah. i'm in a, i'm agreeing with you i okay it's making a lot sense. more sense because yep. he's pl- like ryan johnson has played very very well for this team he should yeah, not be coming out of the lineup he has played that well that being said when i look at him playing seven minutes and 30 seconds i don't get upset 
because I hope they're just saying, we want this guy in the lineup because we want him to feel the grind of an 82 game schedule, but we're going to limit his minutes. So we do not tax him over an 82 game schedule. Royce, Craig was such a good defensive defenseman that he's that defensive on the show that even when I'm trying to agree with him, he feels like I'm attacking him. <laughs> he's still, always still play D. Yeah. Always playing defense. Off eh? the glass and out. <laughs> hey, put those legs together, Riffs. He's got a big slap shot to block here. Yeah. Won't you cross check me in the neck while you're at it? I, I didn't cross check. I didn't cross check guys like that. I wasn't that type of player. I gave a few off the off the little back, you know, in front of the net. Yeah. Lower back, not neck, yeah. lower back. You wouldn't lower go back, for that. Yeah. How lower about those back. guys that you used to put those player. How about those guys that put the uh, pads on their lower back? Thinking that I'm not going to figure out that I'll just cross check in the side of the ribs. Yeah, speaking okay. of that, you ever see the guys uh, in the NFL that wear that collar around the back of their neck that helps for like concussions and neck, uh, you know, whiplash, neck whiplash, and things like that? You don't think that might, you know, transition to hockey at some point? Uh, Rick Five wore one. Oh, he Rick, did? Yeah. Rick Five was the first guy to ever wear a horse collar like that. Yeah. He wore it. Uh, he talked about it on our show. We had him on last year and um, he was telling us about him wearing it and why he did it. He had a, I think he had a neck. How many guys get whiplash though? Well, how many times oh, have I've had, crossed oh, I've had, oh, I've man, had whiplash, man. I mean, and it, and it protects your neck. So I got one time Datsuk uh, hit me kind of from behind and I wasn't expecting it. And then you get you, like, I had that, like, you know, they the tingling down into your thumb. No. Hell yeah. 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 So I, I got it right know, now. I had like a disc bulge in my, in my neck and herniated my disc in my neck. So yeah. that like, if maybe you have that, maybe it, you know, protects it a little bit from your neck going back so far and getting whiplash. How many games do you miss for that? None. Yeah. Name, so it's basically hey, what you're a- saying, it was a little owie and you decided to, uh, you know, tell us all about your whiplash. Meanwhile, you didn't miss a game. Royce, my point a, is, what, there's no one's. There, what do you mean? I should have had, surgery. Getting I had surgery on my neck. I didn't. No, you didn't. I, I refused not to. Yeah, I should have had my disc fused. I have so, to. I should have. But you didn't. I had pain for years. Oh, you and thumb. you and Eichel. You and Eichel. Yeah. <laughs> you actually neck. act a lot like Eichel when I played with you. Ne- neck injuries are not fun. Hey, Royzy, don't fall for it. Just don't fall into it. Let's just continue on. He doesn't even get the Eichel stuff, eh? He was just completely in his own. No, he's world. just not biting on your bullshit because I think Royzy's grown up a lot and you're still a fucking child. I know. Hey, Royzy. He's a man child. <laughs> have you realized how professional Royzy is? It's like he's doing an interview I with know. like Sportsnet or ESPN, I, bud. No, no, no. Loosen up. Royzy, you want to be a coach, don't you? Yeah, right. You, I bet you want to get into coaching somehow, some way. There's no way. No, thanks, man. Do you see the stress? Like, can you turn down the strobe lights behind you? Like, this isn't a professional, uh, got spotlights on you and everything. God, what are you (laughs) talking? Hey, name a player that you that you would have played with that you could see you wearing the horse collar. Name a player. I got one, Van. You take so many cross checks. I wasn't so many cross checks in the back. Saviors, saviors, Craig, saviors. Oh, fatty, 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 Coletta. No, don't shh. Are you gonna say Fatty Coletta? 
Yeah. <laughs> Special K DOS boot. Like, I mean, could you imagine him? He would absolutely wear that that neck brace. And then he'd want to crush it. Felt if he felt that he had that support behind his neck, he would be using his head as a battering ram. He right? He would crush guys with that. Yeah. Hardest hitter without question by far that I ever played with. You could see it happening from the bench too. It's like Bobby Boucher lining some guy up, and you're like, oh no. Like five seconds prior to this big collision, you're like, oh no, it's happening. <laughs> you can see it develop. There's once where you just see Patty Coletta winding up and he's coming in and guy's coming in <laughs> behind the net and Patty's flying down and the guy distributes the puck and steps out of the way. And <laughs> one yeah, word, one word to describe Patrick Coletta. Oh, I got it. What? Reckless. That's a good one. That's a good one. Like he'll go in there reckless abandoned and just go a hundred miles an hour and doesn't care who he hits. If it could be his own player, <laughs> he's just going in. He's gonna he wants he's to gonna hit something. Yeah, we used to play one word. Players used to yell from the bench to him, there's a puck on the ice, Kalata. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing. One game I'm skating back to the bench, and so I think it was Wade Redden yelled to to Coletta, there's a fucking puck on the ice, you know. He you, didn't even you, care about you remember the puck, in, You remember in training camp where he hit Vanek? He was he was trying to make the team. Yeah, we yeah. Uh, we've asked Van about that one. Van doesn't like talking about it though. Oh man, for, you weren't there, eh, right, Rib? For that? No, I wasn't. Oh fuck, buddy, he was coming around the net for like a wraparound, and you know how like the the offside winger comes down and hits the guy coming around the net, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and he just blew up Van. And Van was caught. He's bleeding all over the place. Fucking 25 or 30 stitches in his forehead. Takes, he had a plastic stick, surgery. Swings his stick. Like, Staples in his head, him, I think. I, I think he tried to hit him in the head. Like he was Did Lindy like, not have to pull him aside and basically yeah, after say, that, hey, yeah. you're not allowed to hit anybody? He's like, hey, man, save save it for the exhibition games. <laughs> like, don't injure our best player. Like, save it for the exhibition game. Beanie, oh, give man. me one word to describe him. Yeah, reckless was a good one. Carefree. Stewards. Is there a hyphen? <laughs> we'll we'll give it to you. Carefree is one would... word. But it means to it's to be happy and relaxed. <laughs> uh, he's the nicest so, guy in the world. He terrible. literally patty patty nice guy is, in the world. He actually is very happy and relaxed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like what what happens to a person that once you jump on the ice, you just become something so different than what you are off the ice. I think he's trying to win. And we all know, tried to win, Roisy. We all tried yeah, to win. He's trying to win at all costs. Different story. Like some people want to win and some people have to win at all costs. They don't care what it takes. I put my body on the line. Look at Tanev the other night blocking a shot with his face. Last minute, a couple minutes in the game, in third period. You know what I mean? Like he he slid into that, knowing it was a two-one game, knowing that he's going to take a puck in the face, and he took it right in the jibs. You know, that's you know. Do you think you know some guys in the on the Sabers would do that? I mean, puck in the face is is is, is a Coletta would. 
Coletta, Coletta did. Coletta broke his face blocking a shot. Went down on his knees and took a slap shot right to the cheek. I remember he sent me a picture of it with us the day after. I think he had to have surgery and have plates and screws put in his face. He went down to block a shot on his knees and took it right in the face. You know, guys just Do you remember Le Perrier in the playoffs? Didn't it like cave his fucking face in the slap it, shot with, oh, yeah. with the Philadelphia Flyers? I think that yeah, that yeah. might have uh, not ended that his might... career, but I mean, he again the for the people that don't know Ian Le Perrier, one one of the ultimate warriors of of this game. He was a hell of a hockey player, but played it. I mean, he would do anything, anything yeah. to win hockey games. You no, know, another guy was at Robida. Stefan Robida. That guy battled. That guy, I've never seen a guy with so many ice packs in my life. And he had the game. nose to prove it, man. That <laughs> yeah. thing went left, right, left, right, left. <laughs> it was like a double break on a putt. <laughs> <laughs> Some guys will do anything to win a hockey game. It's, you know, it, it it does bring the bench and everyone alive when somebody does like something ridiculous just to you know, block a shot or something. You know, all the bench gets up, starts slapping the boards, gets all the guys happy and jacked. Um, yeah, those are the guys that you lead, lead, and then everyone else follows. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, fourteen games tonight. Don't you think the NHL should corner one night? I mean, they do Saturday night, but like, you know how the NFL does college football does Saturdays, like that's their day. College, how many games or, they play a week? I know that's that's the other thing. But if you did players, you did, the, the NHL plays sometimes four games a week. NFL plays one college plays one. I mean, we can't, I don't corner, think the NHL has the fan base. There's too many. I don't think the, I don't think the NHL has a fan base to do or that. Or maybe you I did think, like rival rivalry night or something like that, where all the teams yeah, played. That was every have... Wednesday night. That was Wednesday night. They had rivalry night, but here's the thing. Hockey's on every night. Now they have two platforms. They have, you know, like you have your local yeah. games on now they're televised. So it's, it's like you can, you can, have, there's a game on every single night. So, and you can find a game any single night. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like they've, I think, I think the NHL has done a good job in that regard because you can, people flip through the channels or whatever. They're going to see hockey no matter what. Right. Yeah. So, so I, I mean, and it's not to me, to me, I feel like hockey is a little different when, from the standpoint of you have to cater to each individual fan base. It's not like you're catering to the fan of the sport. Like for instance, um, a, a Buffalo Sabres fan might not tune in to watch Arizona San Jose yeah. tonight, right? But a Buffalo Bills fan will turn in to watch, tune in to watch any game that night. You know Especially what I mean? Especially like a Monday night game or something like that. You're watching it, even if you're a Bills fan or not. You know, if uh, you know Philadelphia is playing KC on a Monday night, like you're not going to tune in and watch that game. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't matter who's playing on TV. Every football fan seems to watch. I, I mean, I, I, I could be wrong. I can't speak for all the fan bases, but that's just how it kind of, you know, seems to me. You're in Toronto. I know that you're obviously probably very aware with what's going on with the with Toronto Maple Leafs. And I, I just go back. we got the quarter mark in the season, okay? Toronto Maple Leafs have played 20 games in their season. You have Alex Nylander, who's got 12 goals in 20 games and 27 points. He's leading the team above Austin Matthews, who has 20, 21 points. Mitch Marner has 20. 
John Tavares has 20. And this is not a one-hit wonder, Alex Nylander. This is, he's been doing it for multiple, multiple years, okay? Are they going to be able to keep him? How How is it even possible that they can keep Alex Nylander? With him making, he's he is going to be upwards of of eleven and a half million dollars. Would you not agree? Yeah, I don't. I think it's impossible for them to keep him. Uh, they. I so think... is this an after the season deal? Is this an in season deal? Because he's an unrestricted free agent. You have to trade him. Yeah, but are you going to trade your best player going into the playoffs? You know what I mean? Like it's such well, a hard you, situation. You don't have a choice. I know it's just a, it's a really hard situation because he's playing so good. He's your best player at this point. Um, well, every it's time their fault. The they should have let Matthews and Nylander play out their contracts at the same time. Yeah, you could have done like that. if Matthews wanted to be a Leaf, why would he leave as a UFA if you're going to pay him the most money? It makes no. It made no sense to me. It's not like they got him on a on a team friendly deal. No, you could have did. You know, you could have did is is talk to both of them and say, hey, listen. If you can, you guys take this. Let's say it was nine million each or something like that. Can you live with nine million dollars a year each? What uh, or something like that? Why? Right? Why would they ever do that? Because maybe you they want to win NHL. a cup. You know the but NHL, you know, Royce. Boston did. Boston did that. Boston's been doing it for years. Guys have been taking pay cuts because they want to stay in Boston because they love it there and they they like the culture. They well, you know, they, they want to they win did the Stanley it. Cup. They did it for an era there where. Um, Patrice Bergeron was the highest paid player in the team and he was making $6.9 million. So they went and said, when Pasternak came up for a deal, he ended up signing what a six year deal for 6.6. And then Brad Marchand came up for a deal and they're like, okay, well, you know, you had a hundred points, but you're only going to get 6.3. So everybody was under their established leader in, in Bergeron. But then that got passed away where Pasternak went and signed for what? How much did he sign for? 11? No. 12 something. 12? $12 million? So that is now gone. That's through the roof. You also have a $9.5 million defenseman in in uh, McAvoy. So that things have changed there in Boston now, right? Yeah. But in Toronto... I just don't like the uh, biggest no, issue 11.25. 11. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. 11. I thought 25. it was. I, I, and again, got 12. Oh, McKinnon got 12.6. I'm sorry. 12.6. McKinnon yeah. got 12.6. I'm yeah, my bad. I just don't see how they're, they're going to, they're going to work out of there, but I, I don't know. Do you trade him though? Like, let's say you're going, you to have playoffs. to trade him. You have to trade him. He is literally one of the biggest pieces. I'm going to say this. I'm going to tell you this. I'd rather have, Nylander than Matthews. And they, they fucked that up. Well, the thing is, can you they're trade both on the you, last year. I mean, you can trade Matthews. La- you can trade Matthews. I think Matthews has crazy more value because now he's stop, got he's already right signed. There. What about I, Mitch Marner? Stop right there, Roisy. What I would have done if I were the general manager is I would not have signed Matthews last year. I would have let Matthews and everybody else play out this year and if, and see what Matthews did to get us through the playoffs. I need, that's what I would have done. He takes us to the third round. Well, now we're going to pay him. And now we know we got to keep him. But you know what? In this particular instance right here, I'm choosing Nylander. And now they can't have him. 
And he was their best chose... player in the playoffs, too, Nylander. He was the best. Say that again. Yeah, he was their best player in the playoffs. By far He's been their, their best, best player. player all year. He's been their best player for the last two and a half years. So, I mean. I don't know if that, that that's necessarily a true want, statement. But not Number the best one, goal scorer, Riv. Not the best last point getter. Year, not the best point getter. Not the, not the best goal scorer. Last okay, year, fine. Will, uh, Mitch He's Marner third. had 14 points in 11 games. He outscored all of the players on Toronto Maple Leafs. In the season, he had 99 points, 99 and 30 goals. And if you think it's like, oh, it's just one year. No, no, no. Because the year before he had 97 points in 72 games, Roisy, 35 goals. So Mitch, Mitch Marner is an absolute raging stud ball. Oh, I think he's amazing. I think he's smart. He's, you know, but again, like works hard. The issue that they have right now. The biggest concern they have right now is what can you do with John Tavares? Now, John Tavares is still playing at a high level. He's got 20 points in 20 games. He's, I think he's got, what, seven goals this year, eight goals. He's still playing well. The point is he's, he's going to be tur- turning 34, and he's making $11 million, and you're going to have to lose a younger player, a 27-year-old, in w- Alex Nylander or William Nylander, because of that contract. That's the problem that they have. Yeah, it's tough. It, they have a tough uh, off season coming up, and or like you said, they got a tough decision to make before the start, deadline. Got to start having those conversations now. Do you not think? I mean, you have to have these conversations now about trying to continue to build your hockey team. And if you're not going to be able to sign him to a contract because it just financially does not fit in the salary cap then you got to start doing your due diligence on teams that have the money yeah. to be able to sign a, uh, a William Nylander for $11.5 million. So, or, or you sign them and then figure it out, figure it out next year. Cause you're going to lose guys. Obviously some guys are gone. Um, I think Giordano might be gone and some of those guys. But imagine you could have signed Nylander and let Matthews walk, signs the door off, sign someone else and sign someone else with all that money. Completely different team. Or well, trade, yeah, they, because they everyone's need. everyone's saying Johnny T's, you know, Johnny T's the problem. Johnny T's the problem. It's Johnny not the T's, problem. He's not the fucking it's, problem. His salary is the problem. Well, no, no, he's producing. He's producing. So his salary is not the problem. The management of the roster is the problem. And And you know what? I can't even blame Kyle Dubas for this because he didn't re-sign Matthews. He he didn't make these decisions. I wonder what Dubas would have done if he were still there. Yeah, especially because he's seen him play throughout his career all the way, right? The growth, um, right? Yeah, the growth. They see it. Um, they see they they know the behind the scenes of what happens. You know, in did, previous previous injuries and all that stuff too. Did so. you ever play with his dad anywhere, Michael? I played with him my last year pro. In Rochester, we were in the minors together for a little bit. He actually broke his neck that year. That was the year he broke his neck and he went back home. I just didn't know if you knew him. I I I don't know what the Nylanders think of the Toronto market or the team or the organization. But my guess, saying it, I'm going to stick to it. Chicago bound, big money, big city, big market. His dad played there for four years. He had four good years there. I think he's going to Chicago. Playing the way with I don't see him going to Chicago just just on the fact that it, it it's it's an outstanding market for him to be in. 
but that that organization is five years away from being competitive. Is Maybe not room? five, but three. No, no, there's no like, room in LA no, because no, they no just room. signed um um Dubois for big money. They you know they signed uh who is the kid they got from Minnesota. Like that would be a great spot to land if you can't. Like they got a really good team. And it's not a bad place to live with a hundred yeah. million dollars in your pocket. Is 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 William Nylander a standalone hockey player? I think he is. I think he makes stuff happen out there. He doesn't need anybody to go get him the puck or, you know, you know, fight off a check and, and go to the net and make a play. Like he does that himself. Yeah, Skate I think he's a, he's a hound. He's hard to knock off the puck, man. Like he's, I don't know, is he that big? Like he just looks so strong on the ice and on his edges and stuff. I like was, he, I, can't I was not a Nylander fan. I don't think he ever puts himself in a ago. position to get hit. Mm. I don't think he's in those areas of getting hit. His fluidity and skating on the ice, his hockey IQ and skill set is completely through the roof, but never puts himself in a position to uh, be in danger. Yeah. And then I'm not saying that that's a, a bad thing for him when you're producing like he's producing. I mean, that's what you want out. So to wrap up this uh, show today, uh, the Patty Coletta discussion really made me spark a memory. Uh, somebody that I played with, I guess Patty was sleeping one night, walked into a bedroom with a fire extinguisher and blasted him on the, <laughs> on the head with his fire extinguisher and filled up the entire room full of, full of the chemical powder inside. wonder who did that. What an idiot. <laughs> Patty hasn't breathed right. Patty hasn't breathed <laughs> right since. Oh man, I didn't even think that thing was gonna work. <laughs> Did you think it was oh, like that's like think it poison was coming out of that? It was think... like, and what happens when you? I don't know if you guys ever sprayed one, and I've never done it before that or since is <laughs> once you spray it, it goes everywhere right like it doesn't like stay in like one little spot like like the movies you know the movies you spray and it just stays in this one spot and it disappears no no that goes like everywhere throughout the house like it just like hits them and then starts shooting off to like four rooms over and you're like how did it get over here like i it was great with like sweep everything up and get the vacuum out. And I was like, oh, my God, this was the worst idea ever. And the breathing thing, that was, I <laughs> didn't consider that. Is that, that's why he's coughing all the time, eh? He's like, why are you coughing? Well, uh, back in the day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you hear years ago. Dude, he say he just, he'll be walking, we'll be walking in public. He'll be like, oh. <laughs> he has to like clear his throat. That has no way that has something to do with it. No, it doesn't. It, it uh, no, it doesn't. You make can, me feel bad. Yeah, don't worry. No lawsuit necessary. Well, Craig, you've done a wonderful job producing the show today. 